Good evening, welcome along to this week's Sideline View. It's Derek Lynch with you for the next hour. Coming up on the show, we will look ahead to Clare's National Football League. We'll hear from the voice of Cusick Park. Look ahead to Clare's second game of the National Ladies Football League and we have our Greyhound Focus slot two. We'll start though with football where Sunday sees Clare begin a seventh consecutive season in Division 2 of the National Football League as Louth come to Cusick Park. It'll be a tenth consecutive campaign for Banner boss Colum Collins who feels they got what they were looking for from their pre-season McGrath Cup. Put a pretty reasonable performance together against Kerry and um, you know the performance against Cork left a lot to be desired but you know, we we set out at the start. Our object was to have a look as as many players as we could. Um, now, you know, it was very important that we were also competitive. There was no point in just, you know, putting out, um, you know, weakened teams in these games. So you had to, you we, we were drawn in probably the, you know, the the the, the against um, two of the tougher opponents in in Munster. So there's a. Uh, but I think we, we achieved what we wanted to achieve out of it and uh, you know, did let no one be fooled. The only the only fixture that we're focused on is the twenty ninth in our home game against Louth, that's it, and that was always the case. Are you a fan, Colum, of these pre season competitions? I suppose your your opponents on Sunday Louth have obviously a, a bit of um cancellations and stuff like that going on in the O'Burn Cup. Is it just maybe has Leinster more games to get through and it's more susceptible to that? I think it's it's particularly the the the, the um, these games are particularly difficult for people who play Sigerson. I think it's very hard on those players because there's such a the, the fixture list is so crammed in at this point. Like, um, you know, it's 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 for us it's it's prep uh, you know preparation games. But you know, with the proper venue and a proper referee and everything organised for us, that's that's it. That's the way we look to them. But it's it's tough on the guys that are playing Sigerson. You know, they've got to they have to turn out to their college on Wednesday night, and then you know, if they're trying to break into a county team, they'll show up on Sunday. So that it's it's hard to manage. You know, that uh, but it's something the GA need to look at because it's not fair on those players. Is there is there a way around this? I mean, does does fifty two weeks in a year? Well, there is, uh, you know, and uh, I suppose there's, it's 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 definitely like one thing. I think you know the, you should start with with excluding four of those weeks and give all players a, a a month of no sport of no you know games, so that we should we when we start our planning we should start in eleven months. We our object should be an eleven month season and then. Uh, you know, see where we can get this in, or uh, you know, can is there a way around this? But I, I do know that in some of their, their cases, you've got players going uh, Sigerson Wednesday, uh, McGrath Cup, or whatever cup with the weekend, Sigerson again Wednesday, McGrath Cup, or, or whatever. So that's not that's not fair on any player, and uh, you know, it's not they're not going to be able to give their best in, in that situation. So something that needs to be looked at but I do think that the first thing they need to look at is giving these players a month off mm. uh, you know probably the month of December or something like that and say hey we're going we're working off of 11 months and let's see what we do with that then I suppose the last thing anybody wants to do is take quality games out of the calendar but I just wonder with the Fitzgibbon played in around Robin and the Sigerson having a lot of games as well could maybe an, a new format for those competitions perhaps lighten the load a small bit Ash is straight knockout I mean we've gone mad on these rounds you know you know these round robin things like you know um, I think there's definitely in that context uh, straight knockout would be would be perfect yeah absolutely but um, you know it's uh, you know, there's 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 arguments for and against, but unfortunately, it's the elite players that get murdered here because the fellas that's good, that's good enough to play intercounty, the fellas good enough to play Sigerson or Fitzgibbon, these are the fellas that are getting murdered. That's the problem. Yeah, and then the the upshot of that, or maybe the byproduct of it, is when you have your condensed season and the amount of games that you're facing into over a seven week or a seven game block now. I mean, the simplest of injuries could rule a fella out for up to two games and, and potentially change the course of what you're trying to achieve. Yeah, our, our schedule now, Derek, um, we've got a game uh, every week or every second week max right down until the, the day it ends, which uh, it's going to go on because of the, the format this year. It's going to go right on uh, until the final, the end of July, two weeks back, semi-final, three weeks back, quarter-final. 
two weeks back end of June every every team is going to be playing so um, you're not going to get a second so it's 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 fairly condensed season but say that's the way it is now and that's what people were roaring for but the unfortunate thing is that as I said it's the it's the, the, the like and, and these say these are the same players that are you know likely to be in a club final likely to be in a club um, you know like to be playing both codes so it's 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 the same same people that are being flogged there yeah and uh, that block all starts uh, against Louth on Sunday in the park and a, a team that maybe from a profile point of view Clare can perhaps relate to a little bit coming up to Division 3 look, or coming up from Division 3 looking to hold their own and a very experienced Wiley all ahead uh, leading them to, to do just that as well um, there'll be plenty plenty challenges in this one Absolutely fantastic manager uh, has achieved everything that there is to achieve and uh, obviously they've got a massive um, lift from, from since he came in and he's done, he's done a fantastic job um, very well organised side, and um, you know, obviously they're they're formidable opponents, and uh, you know, it's it's um, it's our business to to make sure that we arrive at that game really totally focused and at our best, and and able to give everything because anything less will will, will result in us getting zero points. Four home games, I suppose. They're games you will be targeting. Yeah, we have four home games, which is it's it's, it's good, but. Uh, uh, we'll be targeting every game. Every game that we go out and play in, in the National League, we'll be going out to win that game, and that's it. Uh, things happen in games, and you know there's there's a there's an evenness in these teams, and there's a lot of serious quality in this division. So that um, you can't afford not to not to go after every game, no matter if it's at home or away. Yeah, and the trips away, I suppose, to you know big trips to the likes of Derry and Dublin, but we saw. Maybe last year you can have a positive start and maybe a, a little lapse in the middle and then finish it out strongly. Like it, it's a league that over the years and it'll be the same this year. It ebbs and flows. Yeah, I think that's one area we need to we need to improve on. We need to improve on, you know, parking. If we have a good result, park that result and get over it and get on and and then get driving on the next day. I mean, I think that there's a lot more in these in, the, in these players. I think we're gifted in our, our we're list, um, you know we're very fortunate player have such a gifted crowd of players, so that you know um, I think that they're they're well capable of, of winning every game they play, so it's just a matter of getting that um, consistency and then every day going after the win, and uh, you know a bit like Pep that kind of um, spirit and uh, you know that, that that eagerness to win and, and aggression that has to be there every day. And the fans as well. Hopefully, they won't be quiet for forty-five minutes in the park either. There'll be plenty for them to, to shout uh, about. Like, no, well, I, I would have no, I would have no, uh, <laughs> nothing to complain about in that nature. We'll get plenty, plenty support. <laughs> that would be as hard as Pep was on him last night. No, no there was there was a two-footed approach nearly to that one. But like, uh, even just talking to some of the players, Colin, there is a sense that while you know there's a lot of positivity in Clare football about the consistency that has been uh, maintained in Division Two. Still, in all the, the the ambitious nature of the players that you have, it seems like they want a little bit more. Absolutely, I I, I think we've got uh, an excellent crop of players here, and I think they're they 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 should be aiming for for a lot higher, and they should be aiming to drive on and then get up to the top tier, and uh, you know, likewise in 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 the championship, um, you know, where you know they were in the quarterfinal last year, where you you know. You know you're not aiming to be in the quarterfinal next year, surely God. So uh, it's 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 you've got to drive it on and push it on, and it's uh, I think it's something that's in this group of players, and I think if they if they put the vision to, through their teeth, I think they'll do it too. And like we know the the championship and league link that's there now, so probably makes that comfort blanket a little bit more important and between the Westmead thing and the way the Connacht draw has worked out um, everybody's going to be looking for points to make sure that they're not looking over their shoulder come championship time either. No, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, that's that's the importance of uh, you know uh, starting really well and building on that and 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 being a better team every day, and then going after aggressively going after every point that's on offer. And uh, it's it's very important. It's 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 fantastic competition in the league, and uh, you know there's uh, I think the the players are well aware there's um, a good strong league um, to, will transfer into a good strong championship. So. We're we're uh, we're hoping to hit the ground running and then continue on and 
whatever happens, we'll 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 try to be a better team the second day than we were the first day, and a better, a better team the third day than we were the second day. And that's going to be the the motto all year. That link between the two competitions, Colum, is it something that you feel is progressive, or, or how do you view it? Well, Shilton, at this stage, um, Derek, any any change in the right direction is, is is to be viewed positively. I think we've all seen the 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 the, the, the how slow and uh, how you know how resistant a lot of the the top brass in the year to to change. So there's, uh, I think, anything, any step in the right direction is a positive step. So let's see how it works out. We'll reserve judgment until the season is over. But definitely it's a step in the right direction, absolutely. And just finally, Cullum, I know recent weeks you had your uh, fundraising poker classic, uh, all proceeds going towards driving the team forward, hopefully for 2023. Uh, a great turnout, I know, and uh, and a huge amount of work involved in getting it to the point it got to. Yeah, I mean, what you call it, a fantastic night. Um, massive credit to Michael Talty and the organising committee and, you know, thanks to the Queen's Hotel and Kieran's for, 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 and thanks to, to so many people who sponsored and, and gave money. And as I'm on the thanking game, I better really put in a massive thank you to the Kim Murray and and GA Club for the fantastic facilities that they made available, available to us last Sunday, uh, in particular to Michael Constantine. Uh, everything was top class there and I don't think there was a pitch in Ireland as good as last Sunday so it wasn't the pitch was to blame anyway that's for sure <laughs> That is Colm Collins there This year sees the return of a familiar face in a different role as Lissy Casey stalwart Joe Hayes joins the backroom team as the goalkeeping coach He told me how it all came about Ah, sure, It's very easy Derek I suppose uh, Colm gave me a ring, a ring there back around um I suppose late September, early October, asked was I interested. It was a quick enough phone call. I said I was, and that was it. He said he talked to me in a couple of weeks because I was still involved with a, a club down in Tip. He was still involved with Cratlow, I suppose, and he just wanted to get my my answer first. And he said, we'll start out everything down the line. And I said, Grant, so that, that was the way it came about. There was no hesitation on my part. Um, you know, it's uh, obviously the lower home is, um, it was it was never going to be said no to anyone. Yeah, and I guess like the fact that you were walking back into dressing room then with some fellas that you had soldiered with as a player as well made it that bit easier and you'd ob- you're obviously said well connected to the scene so you-, you knew what you were coming in to hit the ground running then that kind of made it a bit easier, did it? Um, I don't know, sometimes that can be a bit harder I suppose. Uh, listen, there there probably isn't too many left either that I've played with I suppose like there has been a fair revamp but like I, it's, it's 2017 was my last game you know, there six six years ago Um. Yeah, obviously Cahill is still there, Cleary, Jamie, Keno D then. Um you know, there's one or two more that would have been coming out, coming around at the start, but a lot of them I wouldn't have played with Pierce's Pierce Lewis is around, Darren Nagel would have been there my last year as well. So but no, listen, it wasn't a factor. Um you know, I, I was quite happy that I'd be able to put uh, any friendship or any relationship aside uh, for the for the good of Clare football and I'm I'm sure the boys are are doing the same as well. Anyone that I would have been uh, close on a personal level I suppose Yeah, is, is that a difficult dynamic to work with kind of putting on your, your coach's hat rather than the buddy uh, yeah it can be it depends um, it depends on the on the person I suppose uh, there's been no problem so far even though like it's only been you know, I suppose uh, two, two months or that but um, I think all parties are big enough and bold enough uh, Derek to realise that listen if I sent into any of the boys Jamie or or Keelan or any Keen or anything that they'll know I'm saying it for the, the good of clear football the same way if they come to me and say listen this needs to be better or this needs to be done I'll know that they're saying it and uh, for the good of clear football as well and, and it's nothing personal so when it's not personal everything will work away the finest Yeah I suppose goalkeepers are renowned as well for fairly barking out the orders at times as well so maybe it was a, a natural enough kind of a transition um, <laughs> You're coming in obviously with huge coaching experience Joe since you hung up the gloves um, you had that time with Tipperary that yielded a Munster title as well so like that that's a great basis to, to be bringing to the table Um, Listen yeah maybe it is I suppose uh, you know I've I, I really I've, I was coaching long before I'd finished Derek doing small jobs here and there with the, the college Sigerson and you know, I was doing small a few intermediate clubs in Tipperary while I was still playing with Claire and Lissy Casey um, but yeah since I finished or since I retired from playing I suppose I've gone fully into it um, between coaching, being the main coach at clubs and being the goalkeeper coach then with Tipperary as well. So, listen, I'm still learning, Derek. Um, I'm still learning after the likes of Brian and Mark, Mark 
Mark inside with Claire. I'm learning off column. Do you know? Um, I, you know, I I'll be the first to say I don't know it all, and I'll never know it all. So I don't. I think any coach that tries to say that is going to be making mistakes anyway. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, Derek, and the fact it's my own county, I suppose it's it's that bit more exciting and um, you know, feel that more feel that bit more connected to the to the setup. If somebody is to ask you to compare the game that you left in 2017 to the game that will be starting uh, in, in on Sunday in Cusick Park, like is, is it night and day? Has it changed that much? It, it is, Derek. It, it is. Uh, definitely from a coaching point of view, um, like the coaches, like, listen, I'd, I'd give Anton to go back playing. I'd be straight up with you. While it might have been harder, graft in relation to training and your social life, um, coaching is just, you're, you're, it's every night between video analysis picking clips meetings zoom meetings ringing to court to other coaches setting up here setting up there um it's just it, it's night and day and so i do appreciate that it's 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 massive commitment for the players as well of course it is like their whole social life has gone now at this stage uh you know they probably get a couple of weeks around november and december and maybe a, a night after a club match um but in relation to to manage the team side of things, I just think it's it's non-stop every evening. There's something to do. Um, you don't really get much time. But you know, the other thing, Derek, is you know, there's no gun put anyone's head either. If, if people didn't want to do it, they just wouldn't do it. Yeah, and, and clearly that's that's the passion that, that drives it. Um, this Division 2 campaign then loud up first on Sunday afternoon. Everybody already talking about this as a potential four-pointer. The, the importance of those first two points on the board, priceless really, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it probably is. Like I think it's, uh, you know, I think you look across all any division, every team wants to win their first game. You know, there's no one leaving Anton for chance, and I suppose the fact it's home as well, and you know, it's, it's important that we get a good start. Um, you know, I'm looking at all them games across division two, uh, Derek, and I'm looking at them from point of view. I say, yeah, listen, I think there's a lot of them teams that Clare are capable of beating, but I'm sure that these teams are looking at us and saying. They're capable of beating clear. That's how tight I think it's going to be. Um, I think we'll have to get the majority of stuff right every day. Do you know, I, I don't think um, there's no team in, in the league going to be playing the perfect game in February and March. Do you know, may it be conditions are just not enough done. But you're going to have to get the majority of everything right in relation to your system, your performances, your shooting efficiency and everything. And the team that gets the most right on any day is probably the team that's going to sneak the victory. Um, we're not looking past Lout, to be honest. Uh, you know, we know exactly what they're coming with. Um, they're, you know, they're in the Burn Cup final. They've um, been promoted last year. You know, High-profile management team, some very good individual players, players that have caused us problems in the past. So we're going to have just looked in, break them down, and hopefully by you know, half three, quarter to four, on Sunday, um, have the two points on the board going into the following week. Yeah, I suppose there's going to be an interesting dynamic as well with the likes of Louth and Limerick coming up. You know, even Dublin coming down, they wouldn't. They'll be going on a tour of the country that maybe they wouldn't have had to do heretofore as well. Uh, a few little tricky venues there. So from a clear point of view, like having had that experience of how to navigate Division Two and, and hold your own, like that, that must be worth a half a point along the way. Ah, uh, you'd hope it would be, Derek. You, you, you would. Um. But I suppose you can't uh, depend on that either. Or, or, you know, you have to take every game on its merits. Every game as it stands. Um, you know, I'm sure Dublin. Yeah, they might be going to stay uh, a couple of grounds that they've never went to before. But you know, they're going. They're not going to. That's not going to bother them. They're just going to get their job done. In their eyes, they're going to have a, a goal and they're going to try and achieve it as fast as they can. Um, you know, every every team's going to have a goal. Whether the team's goal is to get to six points, the so-called safe zone, or whether a team's goal is to get to the 10 points which is the so-called zone maybe for tipping on the promotion so I think um, we'll use any advantage we can get obviously which would be that we, we, we've been in Division 2 a good couple of years we've um, four home games um, with John, we've won more home games in a way but at the same time Derek Norton's going to be handed to us we've to put a phenomenal amount of hard work in between now and the Lout game and today the, the, the Lout game then from the time the ball is thrown in we've to work extremely hard for 70, 72, 73 minutes. Thoughts of Joe Hayes there. Team to be named on Friday evening and everyone hoping that among the starting 15 will be Keelan Murray or Brickens, Keelan Sexton. He's been telling me how the squad are set ahead of this year's campaign. Moving the camp is very good. Um, 
obviously like every new season you know you're you're just excited to get stuck in get started uh and yeah i think that the lads have put in a really hard block of training there the last two months well month and a half probably and it's been really really good and we're just we're kind of itching to get started and obviously quite a very positive 2022 to to build on i know the inter-county game in particular is all about looking forward more than back, but th- there must be some sense of pleasure and a real sense of confidence in the squad from what was achieved last year. Um, yeah, I think there was. I think there was probably a bit of disappointment too as well, um, just the way it probably ended. And uh, I think lads kind of got back in and they were just kind of eager to get back on the horse. Um, and, uh, you know, we're looking we're looking to kind of, I suppose, build on that again and I suppose take their football forward rather than look back, as you said. I mean, that's all in the past and it's good for reviewing and seeing where you can improve and see see what, what you can do better as a whole and what, what did work well. But ultimately it means nothing once the 1st of January comes or the minute that you're out of the Championship or League last year. That's all, that's all in the past and I suppose it's a new one this year and we're looking forward to just trying to see can we correct a few things and take us on a step further again I guess it's it's not uh, over the top to describe the McGrath Cup campaign as something of a mixed bag I know Cullum has always said that you know that 29th of January date is the one that really matters but what have you taken you know good performance albeit in defeat in Tralee and probably the opposite perhaps in Quilty the last day um, what have been the kind of the learnings from that I suppose um, yeah, there's 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 plenty of learnings there. There, we we did some things really well, and then we did some things really bad. Uh, and Colum alluded to himself. Um, I mean, uh, ultimately we got two games under the belt against two good two good oppositions. Um, we got a couple of lads in. I think that were probably their first time starting in a Clare senior jersey and even touching the pitch at times. So, I mean. There's lots to work on, um, and I think if you ask any team at this time of the year, they'll all say the same thing. There's loads to work on. Um, there's probably more more things to work on than there is the what right as you'd like at the moment. But that's a good place to be, I suppose. And I mean, we've reviewed those games. We've we, we've identified what we wanted to target, and I suppose we're looking to do that coming into next week. And uh, hopefully, we can uh, we can learn from that and I suppose put in a better performance. We played well in parts, and we let our, we let it drop in other parts, but. That's just to be expected, I suppose, this time of the year, and we're trying to implement a few things. And you mentioned there the younger players coming in. It's it's an incredible legacy for Cullum, I suppose, in many respects that he, he, you're managing to do that every year. Two or three new players blooded through, and you know, eventually becoming those settled senior players like yourself. But that conveyor belt t- to see that and to have those options to run through in January, it, it must mean that the panel's in a very very positive place numbers wise. Um, yeah, I think I think the, the panel is definitely in a positive place. Number wise, obviously we had one or two losses um, from from uh, years gone by, and it, like obviously that that's just a natural part and parcel of it. Um, yeah, I think I think the lads that have come in, the younger lads, and even if they pulled guys in who were say probably weren't in the Clare jersey a few years ago, but they, they're they're a bit on, like maybe they're in their mid twenties that they're coming in, they're adding to it as well, and. Look, the panel's in a good place, and I mean, you're going nowhere these days without a good panel, without a good training uh, panel, and I mean, that's ultimately where you do most of your work and stuff. It's grand having, you know, your your starters, would say, the lads who kind of like have been around the block, but you need new lads coming in, uh, new blood kind of just, I suppose, ramping up training and turning up the heat on lads, and I mean, that only makes other lads better, you know, but definitely from that point of view, I think uh, Clare football has got stronger from a panel point of view. It'll probably never be more important than this year, given the way that the championship and league ha- now has that new structure and all that goes with it. So, in that light, you know, to have a, a home game to start things off, to have that date that you've been focusing on now for quite some time, it, it's a good platform, I suppose, to start off on. Yeah, it is. I mean, uh, uh, I think the thing about the championship, it's going to be good. It's going to be hectic, you know, and it's going to really test lads. Um, I think that if you the probably the the one thing about it is maybe one one knock could take a fall out or something and I mean you know you could you could pick up a little niggle soft tissue injury and you're gonna miss two games you know so I mean that's that that's gonna happen and I suppose that's where that comes in and I mean from my point of view when I look around in the dressing room there these days I'm very happy with the lads they have they've committed you know they've put in serious graft and I mean there's nothing. You know, you've the hard work done now, Derek, when it comes down to these kind of last few days and you're just trying to get everything right. You're trying to, you're trying to get your tactics right. You're trying to get your system, your shape right. And you're trying to all get on the one page. And I suppose 
that's kind of what what we'll be doing now for the next while. And you got to take every game as they come. And I think that that that's going to be the message for us. And I mean, you're going to have ups and downs as you would in a game, but it's how you react to them. And I think that's the nature of Division Two. And I mean, there's obviously Bar probably one of the greatest teams ever assembled in Dublin. You probably you probably said that all those teams in the past few years have been mixing it with each other. Um, but yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, it's interesting you mentioned Dublin and even uh, talking to David Torrey a couple of weeks ago about his own retirement that he, he nearly changed his mind at the thought of getting to go to Croke Park on a Saturday night to play against Dublin. I know you won't be able to think about it too much from a, a fan's point of view or anything like that, but like that's a great prospect from a clear point of view to be going to, to the capital, taking on a team like that that we would have admired from afar uh, heretofore. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, it's nice It's nice to be mixing it with them. Um. I know, I know from my own personal interaction with I was I was with uh, one of their panel members out in the summer, and just um, I suppose seeing the way that they were, he was he was kind of it was like, I suppose that had affected him, and you can see it in the way that he was living his life and stuff. And I mean, we we've strapped, we've tried to Im, Im, imitate him in such that we we've gone as professional as we can, and fair play to him every year. He's back from team, everyone involved in it. To, they give they leave no stone unturned, and I mean. If you want to be competing with the likes of them, to even just compete with them, you have to be trying to go up that level, you know, if you're, if you're codding yourself otherwise. And it's like any other team now these days. I think the Dubs obviously set the barometer in terms of that over the last while. And, I mean, they've taken it on. And the other teams are, you either you either go for that or you fall behind, I suppose. You know, you adapt and you evolve. But, yeah, we're looking forward to it. It's nice to be, nice to be going to Pro Park on a Saturday night, but obviously when that does come around. But I think the, the main thing for us is that, you're, you you want to go further again, you know. At the end of the day, I suppose you're you're in the you're in the division that um one below the top. So I mean, you know, why not um why not uh, set your sights? Uh, obviously, game at a time, but targeting uh, higher higher things, you know. But yeah, definitely looking forward to that. Yeah, and there's been a couple of seasons there where that has. I mean, I would go back to I think it was a two three years ago in the park here. The that last game against Armagh, where coming down to the last ten minutes. I think Clare were damn near promoted and, and just other results then in those final 10, the way the scores can swing kind of change that. So like to maintain that consistency, Division 2 since 2017, always in that top 12 ranking or thereabouts. I mean, that's a, you know, that's a testament to the work that you've put in as well. It is, yeah. I mean, yeah, it is. Um, it's, it's, you know what, it's, it's kind of a double-edged sword, you know. You have a lot of people who um, obviously compliment you on the consistency and stuff, and then from a player's point of view, I think it's it's more frustrating for us because we obviously want to uh, we want to go further again, you know. And look, we've had opportunities, and obviously we we didn't take them, and uh, sometimes they just go against you. But that's I suppose the nature of the game, you know. And I mean, it's it's great to have careful pulling a good place, and um, I think David uh, Tubbs even alluded to it, and he's uh, from reading his piece that you know it's in a good place and stuff, and I mean. The thing about that is, I suppose it's only in a good place for as long as you, as long as you try to keep it there. I mean, for us, we we have to kind of push on, you know. There's that's that's great, that's done, you know. But it, like, I don't think the lads come training and the shit in the rain or carrying, you know, the bad weather and get grinding out the gym sessions, grinding out the the conditioning sessions to uh, maintain that. They just want to push it on, and I think that's that's what the goal is. Um, and I mean, yeah, it's it, it's nice, it's a testament to where it's at, but I mean, I, I have no illusion that uh, I don't think lads are happy with that uh, being just the be-all and end-all, you know, they want to go further again, which is which is a big thing, you know. And obviously, finally, the first step of that comes on Sunday against uh, Louth and Cusick Park. It's the, the two old-timers in terms of management, Mickey Hart and Cullum Collins, they've both been around quite a while, and Louth new up to the division, I suppose they'll feel that it's a shot to nothing for them as well, which can often make an opponent a dangerous animal, that they can probably look at Clare and say that they, they'll try and target it. Oh yeah, I mean, look, no illusions about it, Louth will be coming down to win that game, and uh, obviously I don't think Cullum will appreciate the, the association with Mickey Hart, there's probably a couple of years between them maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, yeah, they're, they were they were dominant. I think in Division Three last year from what it was, and they've got some very good players, and they've got a great system, and they probably have a great background team, and I I'm sure that they're flying at the moment, and we we'll be we'll be aware of them. We we'll be doing our homework, and I suppose we'll be looking to identify areas where we can get at them, and there's no doubt they'll be doing the same. Um, I'm sure that they, 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 they from looking at the Roborn Cup, they look like a solid team. They look hungry, you know. I think. 
main thing for us is just to try and meet that uh, ferociousness with our own ferociousness. You know, Cusick Park is our home pitch, and I mean, we'll have our home fans there. So, I mean, it's going to be a really tough uh, battle. Uh, I, I presume that, uh, you know, we'll be, we'll be, we'll be giving us our all, and hopefully we'll have a big back in there because we'll definitely need it for uh, what I've seen of Loud anyways. And I, that's just the nature of the beast in Division 2, I think. On any day you go anywhere, so you could just end up getting beat, or you could—that's that's just what it is. It's a great division, but look, hopefully we can come out on the right side of it. Clare's Keelan Sexton there. Throw in on Sunday is at two with commentary here on Clare FM with Jones's Super Value in Milltown. Now, as part of our Sport in Profile series, we've been speaking to people and clubs across the county to shine the spotlight on the work they're doing. This week's guest is more used to introducing people than being introduced himself. Rowan clubman Michael O'Regan is one of the most familiar voices in Clare sport with a long stint put down on the mic in Cusick Park as the stadium announcer. He joined me to reflect on his time in the role. Delighted to be a member of Rowan and uh, have been for the last 40 years but not born and bred. Uh, first saw the light of day in West Cork. Okay. And uh, we for my parents for work purposes in the early 60s moved to Clare at the time it was like going to Australia <laughs> so it was because um, all our family members cousins and uncles and aunts and all that they were all they were all in Skibberine. my parents were natives of Skibberine. so but they were um, immersed in the GA down there as well Dunmarasa was the, the club there and uh, who had very successful period during the 90s and both as a club and also having people and uh, players on the Cork Senior football team. So that was it, yeah, we came to came to Clare in the early 60s and uh, had a few months in Kildice at first right. and uh, then came in tennis and um, went to school in CBS and my first Hurling experiences, I suppose, would have been with St John's. They, they would have been with the, um, they would have been looking after underage mm-hmm. town at the time. Um, a rogue one done underage at the time. We had uh, St John's and Rovers. So I would eventually got involved with a rogue and done some hurling and football with them. Um, just a slightly little bit more successful as a footballer than as a hurler. I hadn't really hurled until until we came to Clare. Yeah. So it was, was my brother done a little bit better than it. So um, yeah, that's that's it. And and started working with the Clare Mental Health Services in 1970. And married in 75 and moved to Rouen in 1980. My late wife, got rest her, was from Rouen. So moved there and joined the club and involved ever since. Yeah. You know, with 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 Rowan. I have pulled back a little bit now in recent years alright, because there's some very active, good young lads taking the reins, which is only right. Mm. And and which is um good to see, you know. So the club is in good hands at the moment, you know. So so that's more or less the, had a long career in our ladies, all right, and had some very enjoyable times with playing in the psychiatric hospitals, all Ireland leagues and championships and holding a football. And uh, won the football championship in 86, but unfortunately, injury had finished me at the time, <laughs> you know, so I wasn't able to partake in that, but my career came to a kind of an abrupt end with a serious knee injury mm-hmm. in 82. And uh, so it's, it's gotten kind of involved in the administrative side of things then. And, and uh, with the, in Rouen, was chairman for a couple of years and um, committee member for a good number of years. And we had a certain amount of success. Won the senior B championship in, I don't know, was it 90 or 91? Uh, beat Worth Horns a Roof Thorns team that had the Lohan brothers on it mm. and, and, and a few more that done, done well for themselves afterwards. You know, so some of the Rowan, there's the two Cyril was, was on it, or Cyril one and that on it afterwards as well. 
and uh, yeah, and more or less it. I, I, I suppose um, I enjoyed coming in here to the park to matches, and in '93 uh, there was a big championship match here with Limerick in the Munster Championship, and John Moroney, God rest him, was on was on that team, so it was on it. I had my first, that was my first day I started doing stewarding here. Mm. Coming in here on a regular basis <laughs> since got involved with stewarding with Munster in the uh, late 90s, around 98, 99. Well, hopefully we'll be doing it this year now again. We'll have to wait and see. But as regards the PA here, that came about with um, Paddy Casey, God rest him. Uh, he was doing it for years. He got ill and I kind of filled in for him for a while. Uh, Pat, Pat Fitzgerald asked me to know how to do it and, and uh, I've been doing it for a while. And then Paddy came back and then unfortunately he had to he had to go and, and he passed away about what, 18 years ago, mm-hmm. there was I think. So I'm more or less it's a big so. role, it's an important role. I mean people maybe underestimate it a little bit that you know the, those that voice that welcomes you to it, like as I say, you experience it in Crow Park, we're mm. all familiar with that. It kind of mm. sets the tone for a day and puts you front and centre for that important 20 to 15 well, minutes before again. I suppose it is important, all right, Derek, to welcome people to keep them informed of what's happening as best I can. You can inform them with the information that you get, mm. and you have to trust that's correct and all, <laughs> at, all at all times. <laughs> At all the times, yeah. at times it isn't, but <laughs> more often than not it is, yeah. And, and, and uh, club mentors and, and secretaries are, and, inter- and county secretaries, they're usually very forthcoming and very cooperative and, and um, met some very good people over the years now, like, you know, and, and very cooperative and very helpful. So, yeah, we'll keep doing it for another while anyway, unless told otherwise. Yeah. And like, as we said when we, when we spoke to kind of set all this up, mm. you've been here on the... the big good days you've mm. been here on the big bad days you've been here on every kind of a day yeah, kind of and a i suppose day, yeah. even those strange days during covid and all the rest oh, of it yeah. but i mean are there particular days that stand out or are there historic days here in the park that you look back on and say i was front and center for that well whatever about being front and center i suppose there are there are a number of days all right i think that one in 93 with the number game and winning it that was a big breakthrough um led on as i suppose that eventually led to what happened in '95, you know, and um, even though there was a, a few defeats in between in '93 and '94, but they regrouped and, and we had what we had in '95, and there was a great buzz around the place that time. And league matches afterwards were very well attended and very well supported. And it kind of, I suppose, that hurling era came hot on the heels of the football of '92. Mm. That once the final of '92. In Limerick, I think there's as many people saying they were there now as there were at Torman Park in 1970, whatever it was that they beat. <laughs> yeah, uh, Munster, yeah. Munster beat the All Blacks. Yeah, and there was some great league matches here after Clare winning that. There was, I remember, was it? I think it was Derry that were here of, 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 for a National League. And the place was happening. This was happening. I mean, Division 1 and, and, and I mean, Mahan was very successful and he had a great. A great group of players, and I'd say people that people that were in Limerick today, the most the final, I'd say they they'll um, remember fondly um, the display not alone at Clare but Seamus Clancy particularly. Mm. You know he was absolutely outstanding on the day as he was all year, and a young Martin Daly and and young Colum Clancy and you know they were they were they were great and Francis McInerney, big Tom Morrissey of course, you know they were. They were a great panel. Very, they seemed to be coming across as a very united panel mm-hmm. as well. And and I think it was great to see the likes of Noel Roach who had and sheltered for, or um, who had been involved for a long number of years, and he had deservedly that success mm-hmm. at the time. Like yeah. you know, I suppose as Jerry Killeen and Francis McInerney had been around for a while too, and Jerry Killeen. I wasn't working the same day. I wasn't on the mic the same day now, but there was um, Galway and Cork under 21 match. Early notice, I'd say. It was another big crowd and another cracking day. Mm. Another cracking day. And uh, Kerry, I was I was on the mic this one, the Kerry, um, Kerry Mayo, minor mm. replay. And that was, 
I'd hate to see me have to win the senior final. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, but that was that was um, that was a major day. Yeah. That was a major day. That was a huge crowd here for 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 that game. And and um, then you, you had of course the famous tip clear on the twenty one match. Mm. What was that night like? Because um, that's that's a story that grows legs as well, doesn't well, it? Well, it does. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, I I wasn't on the mic that day, but I was outside. I was outside with um, a loud hailer directing supporters where to go and where not to go, you know, and you could feel the tension outside. But I came in and the game was four or five minutes on. And God almighty, you could cut the tension with a knife, <laughs> with a knife. It was, it was, ah, it was, a, <laughs> yeah, it was, um, that was an experience that yeah, night. Yeah, that yeah, night, and, That night was an experience. And, and the so it was, as of course, the, another one from the one when the, the night of the famous, um, Stepping outside the yeah. square, you know, which was hard to take that night. Very yeah. hard to take that night, you know, because I mean, talk about technicalities. But I mean, he had already given Clare a free after the puck out, so that play was over. Like you know, no point in going back over. <laughs> <laughs> they met up for it afterwards with their three in a row. Yeah, no doubt. So did it, yeah. But like again, those those big nights, and I can remember being here. Claire played Mayo in the qualifiers one year. Oh, that's right. Yeah. An incredible yeah. night. Like, and yeah. even was it? I think twenty fourteen. Claire came in as All Ireland champions, and Kilkenny formed a guard yeah, of honour. Yeah, formed a guard of honour. Down right, here, yeah, like I mean, there were very yeah. special occasions. There were very special. Okay, there were very special occasions, and um, of course, an important one as well was um, ninety seven, wasn't it, with Martin Daly's goal mm. against Cork, Larry Tompkins down there on the line. <laughs> Pulling his hair out, <laughs> you know. But yeah, that that one, um, that one in, in in 2013 after after they're winning the Ireland and Kilkenny and, and Kilkenny coming here and, and giving the guard of honour. But I think that's that's I suppose Derek is what a lot of the GA is about as well. Is that while okay, you can be out there on the field and you can be going hell for leather and and taking scalps out of each other. But I think there is. I respect there at the end of the day for for the opposition and for what they can achieve, and um, how they go about their business. And I think the players have. I think it's becoming more obvious that the players have respect for each other, mm. and I suppose they know each other a lot now. Better, I suppose, between colleges and and everything else. But the competitiveness doesn't um, lessen. Because they might know each other, but the, 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 I think the respect for each other afterwards is is, is growing, you know, mm. and and that's good to see. That's good to see because it's, it's a game at the end of the day, and 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 uh, while success is important, it is I suppose it's how you carry yourself on the field as well as off it, and how you how you um, uh, behave on the field. I suppose, but I want to be a better word. That all adds to the enjoyment I think because there's nothing. It's great to talk about, um, like, having Tony Kelly giving an exhibition of pine scoring or or, or Shawnee McMahon or Anthony Daly, you know, clearing balls and all that. That's great, but if then, if there's a fracker and things get out of hand, then that's what's remembered rather than the... Mm. Yeah. I think anyway, that's, that, that, that's my take on it, you know. But yeah, but yeah you have a great bird's eye view from, from where I am there and you see everything things that maybe might get a bit heated on the line and that type of thing, you know. Yeah. But that's thankfully no, that's that doesn't happen too often either. Yeah. You know? And of course you talk about eye line and we we can look across here. Yeah. That part probably hasn't changed a whole pile no. since that first day. But obviously we've seen the, the redevelopment here in the main stand yeah. as well. Like I mean yeah. that has kind of boosted a little bit, hasn't well, it? Well it has boosted it has boosted a little bit. Um I suppose like a lot of people when that was being mooted um, I suppose a lot of people thought the stand might go from end to end, mm. you know, and that didn't happen. But still, the, the improvements in it um, and uh, helped to make it a more supporter-friendly place, I suppose, even though there might be complaints about the seats and what have you. But, but generally, I think people are reasonably happy with it, Yeah. you know. And, of course, like everything, uh, it's not finished yet because... I suppose some of the feedback that I get is that at the northern stand there that sometimes the 
communication can be a bit hazy and mm. muffled. So I suppose maybe that's something that might be looked at to improve that because it is very important to have a clear um, public address system because you don't know the day, the time or the hour when, God forbid, something mm. serious could happen. There could be some type of emergency. And the one thing you'd want is that there's clarity all around this. <clears throat> Sorry, all around the stadium, as regards um, as regards if you want to get a message across. Yeah, yeah. you know that's what I feel. So I mean, maybe uh, I think maybe between maybe for twenty twenty three, an improvement in the quality of the public address wouldn't would be worth considering. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. The voice of Cusick Park, Michael O'Regan there, and you can watch that interview in full, which was recorded in Cusick Park, now on the Clare FM Facebook. Clare play the second round of the National Ladies Football League on Sunday afternoon as they take on Wexford in Curra Clare. Wayne Freeman got his tenure in charge of the squad off to a winning start last weekend with that comfortable win over Sligo. He says there was plenty left to work on, but was pleased with the results. Pretty pleased. Probably areas of that that we can work on for next week, definitely, but... Um, I think overall what we've been working on the past few weeks, we showed a lot of it. So we're, we're happy enough with that. Yeah, some, some nice moves leading to the goals. I suppose the first two were kind of similar enough. It's obviously something you've been working on. Yeah, yeah, we do a lot of set play stuff that we can, you know, try and manipulate defences and, and create pockets of space. And um, it's great. Look, we have some brilliant minds out there, football and brains, that it's easy to work with, you know, and they can see the space and they can see the passes. So it makes our job very easy. But yeah, it's, it's great to see some of the stuff that we've been working on come out in the game and, and get good scores off the back of it. Yeah, a bit of relief because this was up to now. It's it's that unknown. You probably don't, you won't expect it until you get to the, the competitive stuff. Yeah, and you don't know what to expect from your opponents either. You know, we, we do a lot of work on our opposition, but it's very difficult to do opposition analysis when you don't really know what's coming down the line. So... Um, from that there is a lot of unknowns and there's a lot of nerves because there's a massive build up for the first round of the league mm. you know now it's week in week out you don't have time you don't have the time to be overthinking things and, and working on too much more so um, yeah we're delighted to get it over and done with yeah, yeah those two points in the bag now something to build on yeah yeah and exactly and look, we're just trying to get off to a good start um, get a bit of confidence in the group we're not short of it anyways but just uh, you know kind of cement what we're doing and the direction that we're trying to go that it is the right the right way and we're, the way we're trying to play is you know going to give us results so yeah we're happy with that and a really good spread of scorers as well I mean nobody's afraid to take on the shot anyway yeah exactly and look at the the girls that come in really lifted us as well like I think a few of them got got scores when they come on um, and we had a couple of big turnovers around the middle of the park as well which led to them scores from subs so yeah all around you know quite diverse in, in the scores and yeah we see that training all the time anyways you know so it's it's very much expected of them so it's it's not a surprise for us but it's it is great when it when it works out that way Wayne Freeman there in that game against Wexford has a one o'clock start on Sunday afternoon in Curry Clare time now for Greyhound Focus with Alan Troy Clare FM's Greyhound Updates in association with Greyhound Racing Ireland because this runs deep good evening and welcome to this week's Greyhound Focus Commencing with the action from Galway Greyhound Stadium, Friday evening last proved to be a very productive evening for James Healy from Clarecastle when he recorded a nice double with Ballyfort Lulu and Ballyfort Mars. In the opening contest of the evening, Ballyfort Lulu, a well-bred daughter of Droopy Sydney and Burgess Maxi, ran out impressively to lead from trap to line and had eight lengths to spare in a time of 29.70 to record her first career success. The double was completed in the... A6 graded 8 contest as Ballyfort Mars broke smartly and led all the way to stop the clock in 29.82. This was this daughter of Bally Macbeth and Carbra Ellie's second career win. There was an 8 career success for Room to Stop, stop owned by Martin Griffin from Cahiray near Lissacasey. A son of Lockhill Blake and Nebraska West, he took command early in an S6 contest to cross the line in 1953. The Fran Casey of Newmarket and Fergus owned Earl Star was another who led from trap to line, taking the honours in an A5 contest in 29.68. This was career win number five for this daughter of Too Late to Sell and Snow Eva. The concluding A4 contest went to impressive fashion to the Maria Brown of Kilmehalone Burn Park crash, who led off the home bin to claim a four and a half Lins victory in 29.69. This was career win number four for this son of Crash and Ballier Beauty. On Saturday evening, 
Wilbrook No Deal came up trumps for Claire Davern up in his timing. A son of Bull Run Bolt and Termana Soda, he finished strongly to see off his rivals in 2971 in an SA contest and notched a third career success. The John Quinn of Gartone Fast Fit Felix produced a fine performance to record his fifth career success in an A4 contest in 2936. Trained by Declan McDonough Scanner, this son of Dorota's Wildcat and Fast Fit Maeve proved a lint too good for his rivals. And now to the action from Limerick Greyhound Stadium. On Saturday night last, Snuggy Ranger ran out impressively for Newmarket and Fergus's Miles Cummins, and he landed the Spiles in 29.07. This was career win number six for this son of Paddy's Magic and Miles Girl. And last night there was, a 12, there was 12 races on the card at Limerick, and we had four clear own greyhounds who entered the winner's enclosure. In the opening race in A5 graded contest, Inislaski Tally finished strongly to beat her rivals in 29.31. Owned by Mary Crotty from O'Brien's Bridge, a daughter of Tally Holy and Crotty's Act, this was career win number six. In the following race, Firestam Tia notched up career win number three in 29.67 for Tullas Michael McNamara. Tia is the daughter of Magical Bale and Firestorm Ellie. And in race number seven, a graded A4 contest, Amy's Jack took the honours for Shannon's Peter Russell and Tulla base trainer Donny Duggan in a time of 29.09. This was a fifth career success for this son of Skywalker, Rafa and No Time to Talk. And the 11th race, it was a novice contest and Tirmana Anna justified her favourite tag to win by seven lengths in 29.52. Owned by Noel Moroni from Mullock, Anna is the daughter of Pestana and Connie Ogan Flash. And last Sunday evening at Clonmel Greyhound Stadium, there was success for the Clare Castle owned Inside the Huddle, who is under the ownership of the Lads Day Out in Dublin Syndicate, which is spearheaded by John Reedy and Darren Maloney. This son of Bally Macbest and Bally Dial Grace recorded a seventh career win in 28.99. That's it for this week, folks. Slán agus Alan, thanks for that. That's where we have to leave it for this week. Busy weekend ahead and we'll keep you posted on all of it here on Clare FM. Do enjoy your weekend and I will talk to you across the next few days.